Maybe you're in fact wrong. Maybe you need to revise your outlook. Then you are still capable of growing and evolving as a person. For you are capable of expressing self-doubt, of nurturing an open-mindedness. This is The Invisible Maybe. Welcome to The Invisible Maybe. We explore and discuss the topics that are affecting us all, both positively and negatively. That exploration will bring us into our health and well-being, our entertainment, and our relevancy. The most exciting thing is, as you join us on our journey, we all can discover something we never knew, and most importantly, change our minds. Thank you so much for joining us. And here are your hosts, Julia and John. We are talking about all things diet and exercise today. Yeah. So we've got, listen to this. Vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, blue zones, Mediterranean, slow carb, low carb, no carb. How does anyone know what the hell to do? What to eat? They all seem to me to be a bit extreme. Yeah. You know, at one point or another, I've, I've tried quite a few of those or, or dabbled in those. Um, and and I, I think that it, they did a study some few months ago where they asked, they were trying to ascertain whether or not breakfast, if they could really if it really was the most important meal of the day because yeah. you've heard different different stories about this different reports so what they did is it and it was interesting so so they they had two groups of people people who normally ate breakfast and people who didn't and then they subdivided them so mm -hmm. for the people who normally ate breakfast they had half of the people continue to their their routine you eat breakfast every day but the other half they asked them not to eat breakfast and eat, just start their eating at lunch then they had another group that normally didn't eat breakfast, and they did the same with them. They asked, have them continue your daily routine, start with lunch. Right. But the other ones, they had them to, they asked them to start eating breakfast. So they they, they took blood tests, and they, they checked different monitors for health. And after a certain amount of time, what they found, there were two groups that showed significant change in body composition. And interestingly enough, it was... Uh, well, the group of the breakfast eaters who stopped eating breakfast mm -hmm. and the people who didn't eat breakfast who started. So it, was, it wasn't so much whether or not they ate breakfast or not. It was the fact that they changed their routine. So their body had to adapt right. to this change in their diet. So um, because of that, it was the change, the body having to adjust to the change is what brought about the health benefits. So yeah, somebody has been, you know, a typical American diet, they go off of that, they go, they try veganism, they try the keto diet. It's different. The body will adjust. And that's why they say, oh, I feel great. But yeah, but at some point it's gonna level off because then the body will become accustomed to that. Well, that's diet. what I think's yeah. going on with the keto diet. I think, um, you know, I, don't, I feel like in our culture in particular in America, we take what's what could be a good idea and just absolutely blow it out of proportion yeah. and take it too far and go crazy with it. And I think that's what's happening with all these fad diets, particularly keto. Um, can you, you know what, I, I'm kind of behind the eight ball you yeah. know, with Julie and John here. What, what Can you explain keto? I really don't, yeah. but what's the background of it? So keto is the newest fad, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's there's two types of keto, the one that is true keto, and the one that um, everyone thinks they're eating keto and they're not. So keto diet is 70, oh, yeah, 70 to 80% fat. Okay. 
and um, very little protein, 10%. Um, and the rest carbs, very, very small amount of carbs. So that's your macros. But um, what yep. people are doing is Atkins. They're doing like a modified uh, Atkins and calling yeah, it keto. Yeah. yeah. It, is that, that's, that's what I've yeah, heard Atkins people call it. That's not right, yeah. though. No. I mean, based on what you just said, that's completely it's not yeah, right. And the problem when you look at it is what foods then can you eat? Well, you know, like butter and, and coconut oil that's what they is eat. like pure fat. Um, so and the other the other problem, I think, for people to, to, to try that is that of the three of the three macronutrients? If a food is high carb or if it's high protein or high fat, um, the the high protein is the most satiating. It makes you feel full. Right. So you know you eat so much and you say, Oof, "I've had it, I, I'm, I'm full." Yeah. Also, there is the the um, the thermal effect of food that often gets people forget about. Your body burns calories digesting food more so with protein than any of the other than either carbs or or fat. So if you are trying to lose weight, if you increase your protein intake, you're also going to speed up your metabolism because you have to burn more calories just in the process of, of digestion. But fat is not very satiating. It doesn't make fe people feel full. Yeah. Now, the, the, I've seen it, you know, sparsely, well, no, not sparsely, uh, quite a bit on, on social media. And, um, of course, everything on social media is true. Oh, yes. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, they, they never follow it up with an exercise regimen. So, so mm -hmm. the, the, the fat uh, factor of keto that, that, that I'm just learning, actually. Um, I, what it, what, I mean, what, what, true keto, mm -hmm. I mean, how do you counteract that? How do you combat the fact that you're just pulling in fat? I mean, is there... Well, is, a, is a true keto where does keto come from though i mean who, who ketosis you're supposed to get your body into ketosis okay that's the point of the diet uh -huh. yeah and um, you're supposed to change the fuel source of your body from sugars to fat to from carbohydrate fat, to fat to okay. ketones yeah. okay. you're supposed to run off ketones instead and i mean uh, there are some studies that say it's healthy that it's um anti tumorous Inf cancer and, and inflammatory because it yeah. keeps blood sugar down because right. of course, you know, fat does. If it has no carbs, doesn't have any sugar, mm -hmm. your blood sugar is low. So that's always a good, good thing. Always. I have found from myself working out. I've worked out eating carbs before and not, and I track everything. I do better in a fasted state. So like keto, I try to use fat as a fuel source more so than carbohydrates. Although I do, I do have some carbs. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do that too, and I just think. Um, I mean, there's so many diets out there, and I just feel like we have to look back at ancient man a little bit. And I know uh, for any for the audience listening, the three people you're listening to are pretty much vegan. I would call myself more of a pescatarian. Mm -hmm. um, I don't eat meat, and I don't eat you know chicken, but I will eat fish. Yeah. Yeah, you I'll, might be similar. Yeah, I'll, I'll I, I love salmon. Me too. Uh, Me too. And uh, but I, I won't turn down. You know, if, if seafood is the only option I have, maybe dining out with, yeah. a, with a client or whatnot, um, I, I I have no problem. Um, but salmon, salmon, salmon. And, yeah, and I and I like. Um, I actually like the salmon that's not colored. The original, um, the original white yeah, salmon. Yeah, I always you get, get that from the Pacific uh, Northwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but. Uh, but go ahead. I, yeah. Well, I just, I, I invite people, this is what I always do. I try, I try to challenge the fat of the day. And if you think about ancient man, he had a spear in his hand, right? Mm -hmm. He perhaps had discovered fire, perhaps not. Mm -hmm. Do we really believe that ancient man was 
chasing down a four-legged animal and biting through hide and fur Mm. and muscle and, you know, eating raw meat and blood. No, perhaps once in a while he would be lucky enough to stumble upon a dead animal or an injured animal. But to think that it's healthy to eat that three meals a day every day, I just don't see ancient man having that. Does that kind of make sense? And what are we ripping through it with our, our square teeth? Yeah. You know? well, and, and also a culture, I mean, I mean, humans have that great capacity for adaptation. So if you look at what we used to call Eskimos, yeah. you know, the, the, if you look at their cultures, they're almost entirely based on animal products because they had, you know, they were eating the animals that were their walrus or whatever. So there was a high fat and a lot of meat, very little in the way of vegetables. They were very robust people until, yeah. until they got westernized and so they started trading. Um, uh, Ori Hoffmeckler has pointed out really interesting that between the Romans and the Egyptians, uh, if you read back to ancient, uh, you know, if you look back at descriptions of the people, the Egyptians were described as being pretty pudgy and they were the ones that invented bread. So that was what their diet was made of. So you have that higher carb diet that made them, you know, likely, uh, pudgy and they were, you know, eventually they were conquered by the Romans. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Julia. Though I, I, it is, it is hard to imagine, you know, the yeah. the, ca- the caveman, um, and then the cave, the irritating cave wife complaining, go out and kill something. <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't see yeah. that. Um, but uh, uh, the now the teeth thing, you know, I've read about, you know, the yeah. the, the, the our squared off versions, you know, where we're we're not uh, w- structurally speaking, it doesn't seem like we're supposed to eat meat. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, it's tough because I'm, a, you know, when I became vegetarian, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I dumped out of my out of my diet, which was uh, I had to shed a small tear, was barbecue, hamburger, hot dog, yeah. uh, Lucille's, you know, uh, barbecue styles. That was devastating, you know, oh, yeah. because I mean, I, I would I would lo- love that, you know, and and. And now it's it's just a, 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 a long dream, you know, that I used mm-hmm. to have barbecue. You know, when I moved to Japan in 1984, I thought, because I didn't eat meat at that time, oh, this would be easy because, you know, they're, it's Japan and they're not known for eating meat. Well, I would think that they eat as much meat. They eat meat as often as Americans do. But what it is that they don't eat a big slab, right? a big, huge steak. They eat little bits and pieces of it mixed in with noodles or or something else and a bunch of vegetables so they're not eating it's the quantity then they're eating a little bits of it but they're just not eating a lot and they eat a lot of fish so they do get a lot of protein and you know again you you look at you have essential there's essential amino acids that your body needs you can't produce on itself it has to get it from the diet and there are essential fats same thing your body can't produce them you need to get them from your diet there's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate no. As much as we eat those, that that you know Processed. the body says we can we can manufacture these on, on our own, but we don't have we have to get the the protein and the and the fat somewhere. And I think that the um, the dietary guidelines on protein are, are really low, and they they assume that someone's just sitting on their ass all day, yeah, and not using their muscles. So you know, and as you so, pointed out, Jimmy, you need to have an exercise program in there too. You oh, do absolutely. And so you bring up a good point about the diets and we you know it brings us back to the original question is which one is the best one to follow? Well, probably different for different people. Yeah. But you brought up an important point, the blue zones diet and the Mediterranean diet. So those are the most interesting to me. Um, for those that don't know blue zone diet, which I try to 
personally follow. It's those pockets of the world where the most um, sanitarians, is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, yeah sanitarians, people over 100 years over old. Over 100 years old. Yeah. And they that's the trick, what you just said about Japan. Yes, they eat meat, but it's a very small portion, yeah, 10%. Yeah. If you think of a round plate, 10%, 15% of the plate, the rest is vegetables. Yeah. Um, healthy fat. They're they're into olive oil. Yeah. In fact, in fact, the blue zone in Japan, where the people live the longest, is Okinawa, which is the one part of Japan that has not quite been touched by Westernization as much as say Tokyo, Osaka, yeah. and the rest of the country. And they have a a, a basically a lifestyle there of what they call hachinobu, eat till you're eighty percent full. Yeah. So they don't stuff themselves. Uh, eat till you're eighty percent full and stop. Now, now the, the Asian people in general, but I think specifically Japanese people, uh, John, you've mentioned to me before that they have a, a propensity to, to uh, be able to process rice a lot better than Western society. Yeah, probably because they've been eating it longer. But I also, I, I've taught, uh, I taught a doctor when I was in Japan, and he told me something. I just thought it was a wives tale, but he, you know, he said it was true that Japanese stomachs are lower in their, in their body cavity than, hmm. than Caucasians. So I thought, oh, come on, that's just... No, he said, no, that's true. Interesting. So I think maybe because they've been eating rice as a culture longer than, than we have, that, they're more, that, they're, that they can process it faster. And I've noticed that. I've seen people you know, really chow down on, on rice. And in fact, you know, in Japan, the, the words for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, uh, asa gohan, yu gohan, ban gohan, all gohan means rice. So but literally morning rice, afternoon rice, evening rice. Those are their words. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, the whole point of the Invisible Maybe podcast is to possibly change your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's real world. Uh, the, the, uh, all of us here uh, in the studio and the panel um, you know, are, are going through this every day. We're trying to make these decisions every day based on the only information that we can gather in. Now, my question to you guys is of that list, which there's an extra one. It's a pesca pescatarian. I yeah. only eat fish that eat other fish. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I saw it in a movie. Um, it, are any of them that you mentioned, any mm-hmm. one of them, just absolute schlock? Just, just has no basis, you know, in science. Uh, have I? On I what will you read. say this. I will say um, from personal experience, the low carb. So I guess we have to start by saying. You know, what kind of carb are we talking about? If we're talking about processed breads and muffins and donuts, well, we all know we're not supposed to be eating that, right? Mm. But if we're, to, we're, if we're speaking about carbs as vegetables and some, you know, low glycemic berries or something, then uh, that's got to be a part of your diet. So this Adkins thing. So my father was hardcore Adkins, seven, eight years, and he is struggling with the consequences. He's had two surgeries where they had to strip the... Um, build up in his neck in the arteries in his neck mm. um, and they're they were 90 percent blocked and um, they're the other one on the other side that goes up at, you know it's a little too far for them to get to they can't do that one and it's 70 percent blocked so we're talking about you know build up of fat so what was his, what was his diet mostly consist of then? he would eat meat and cheese mm. so he would order at a restaurant a burger no bun and melted cheese on the top and there's just there's no like where are the nutrients he's better now he know he knows now how old a man is he he is 72 okay. 
but um, my husband kind of falls into that a little bit too, and it worries me. He, I just, what does it tell you when you're looking at your plate and there's nothing green and there's nothing, you know, colorful? There's just brown and then a piece of cheese. It can't. You got to know at some level deep inside your head that that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ori Hoffmeckler in his warrior diet, which was basically you eat once a day because that's how the Romans ate. And he had said, what do you eat? You eat the rainbow. Basically that you you represent vibrant colors because, you know, you look at blueberries. uh, One of the reasons they are so so healthy is because of their color. And it's because that they are unprotected in the sun as as a fruit. So they they develop defenses so they don't get so they don't get killed basically by the right. ultraviolet rays. So when you eat the blueberries, now you are absorbing those same nutrients, which help your skin, among other things, your yeah. eyes and everything else. So yes, uh, bell peppers, so bright bright colors. And I think when you when you eat a healthy diet, or when you start eating a lot of vegetables and salads and that sort of thing, I notice this that when I look at a, a, a menu, I go to a restaurant, one of the ones that give you the you know the laminated menus with the pictures in it yeah they always have some some hamburger in there or something or or ribs and i guess that's supposed to appeal to people i look at that and it and it repulses me right because it's just it's you know you're able to reset your test taste point but i look at the salad if it's a caesar salad i thought wow that looks really good it looks good it looks healthy right i don't know it just feels right i'm the i don't like salad See, I look at a salad and I think, I think oh gosh, I peel yeah. away everything that, and it's all the green, you know, lettuce and onions and I peel yeah. away everything and I go right for the, the croutons and the tomatoes ah. and the, yeah, so. So you bring no, it up an interesting good. point. Yes. So what do you guys think about this? I have a personal belief and it, I've watched my husband struggle through trying to be vegetarian and he just failed because he doesn't know what to eat when it comes to fruits and vegetables. It's, I feel like men some men gravitate toward protein and meat as opposed to fruits and vegetables. Do you think there's any truth to that? I see it with a a gentleman I work with at work. He's struggling to to diet, and he's literally not eating at all. Well, I think that's the worst thing you can do. It is the worst. You'll slow your metabolism down. The the warrior diet, really close to that, really close to the you're not eating enough. Uh, if you look at uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course, yeah. now it's a whole different thing. He's in a whole different category of metabolism and body. But, you know, he eats every two hours and he right. eats mounds of whitefish and yeah. mounds of this. And so but he eats every two hours. So so I think that's a terrible thing to do now. Now, is it is it do men have the proclivity to eat just meat? No. Uh, I, I think it's I think for once I'll actually agree it's a societal yeah. thing yeah and and more to the point I think it's it's society and the health industry um, has said you can only get or you can mainly get your protein from uh, uh, a- a- flesh of animals source, yes yeah. which which I, I've I've come to learn it's very difficult again here on the podcast it's a real world thing you know, we're really dealing with this every single day you know we don't represent one thing or another we're just trying to exist and we're trying to make these decisions and 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 you watch these you know what's with wheat and and uh, the the uh, the cowspiracies mm-hmm. and everything else that Netflix has to offer yeah. and and you glean I, I try to glean what I can I, I do believe that you can get a sufficient if not more than enough protein from plants 
I really do believe that. I think so, too. And if somehow you can drill that into your head and get rid of all the, the, the that corporate influence the, of the health industry, then then you can start having success like I did. You know, um, you know, could I could I just rip through a prime rib right now? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Do I crave it? No, but but I, I miss it. And 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 I have mentioned on other podcasts that uh, b- being a vegetarian is initially demoralizing. Yeah. And crazy expensive, but demoralizing. You're like, ah. Oh. You know, know, more greens, more more sprouts, more of this. You know, and and the, my saving grace was uh, or is mushrooms, because mm-hmm. you can you can <laughs> you can not fool your mind, but you can make a mushroom burger. Yeah, you can put mushrooms in most anything. Mushrooms have a, a have a, a well an unbelievable variety of mm-hmm. the ones you can actually eat. Uh, so that saved me. Uh, but um, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's genetics. I think it's the I think it's our corporate mentality. I think we've been raised well, to do yeah, it. Yeah, the other thing I, mean, I think what 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 Hoffmeckler hit on with the with the warrior diet, whether he meant it or not, was it's a lifestyle of intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. where you're you're confining your eating to a certain number of hours a day. So the other hours you're not eating, or he kind of modified. He said, well, you can kind of snack, sort of like you can have a handful of berries or something during the day. But you're keeping your blood sugar low, and it's it's those elevated levels of blood sugar which cause a whole bunch of metabolic and health problems right. for people with diabetes and heart disease and inflammation. So the fact that that diet is built built that way, and the other thing is is that dinner is supposed to be relaxing and take a long time, and that's yeah, something right. that again that this culture does not do. Everything is quick bite to eat, fast, 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 get it over with, shovel it down as fast as you can and get on with because time is money so you're not really supposed to you're supposed to really enjoy it you know no you're right it's it's just not a in other cultures i didn't find that you know you go to traditional japanese dinners um and not we're just necessarily talking sushi but they would sit you'd be there for two or three hours they bring out little bowls what's this well you know they picked it out it's wild wasabi with something and you taste it and and yeah yeah right great um it basically, it's just a taste of it. Fifteen minutes later, here comes another dish, and then another one, and another one. So there's like eight or nine different dishes. They're all small, but you're there for a couple of hours. Yeah, um, so. I know. So it kind of brings us around to, I thought it might be interesting to share with our audience as well, um, the CDC's top 10 causes of death for the year 2016. <laughs> so when you look at this list, <laughs> we've got to ask ourselves, now that we just had a conversation about what the hell we should all be eating um are we doing it what are we doing it right no no i'll tell you before i hear the list before you hear the list are we doing it right yeah no No, we're absolutely not and i think that's gonna i know john very well and he's gonna go with uh the reason for that being processed foods i'm sure but yeah among them because because they're they're convenient and you save time uh and then again as we pointed out you, you you what we tend to do is isolate something whether it's a vitamin and it becomes a miracle. You need to have more vitamin E. That was that was the, the champion years ago. I remember that. Vitamin E, yeah. you know, and, and then as it turned out, they did a very long-term study and they found out that people who supplemented their diet with, vi- with vitamin E capsules actually had a higher mortality rate. Same thing with multivitamins. They found the same thing. People yeah. who take multivitamins tend to die younger. Well, why is that? Is it? They say, well, it could just be the fact that they think that they're bulletproofing themselves. Right. Because, you know, when when I was growing up, I mean, it, it, it seems kind of naive when we think about 
what will the future be like? What will it be like in the year 2000? Yeah. Flying cars. <laughs> you know, flying cars, and you don't have to eat anymore. You just take a pill. Yeah. Which is, you know, the mo- it's a, no, I mean, it's ridiculous because there's no fiber, and there's certainly no enjoyment in <laughs> taking a pill, but no, you're not going to get everything. So either they do that or it's gluten. Gluten now is, is, the, is the asshole. Yeah. He's the enemy. Let's get rid of gluten <laughs> and we're suddenly healthy. Yeah. That, oh, but they don't realize that, well, yeah, but you know, we had, to, we had to get a soy derivative to add to the mix so it'll do the function that gluten does in the baking process. Well, that shit's not good for you either, but they won't tell you that. Mm-hmm. They're just if you will be eating so. Soylent Green. Yeah, yeah Soylent, Soylent Green, green, is, green people. is people. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> no, the gluten is Monsanto. No. Gluten is absolutely Monsanto and, is. and all of their cohorts. Uh, but uh, now I'm, I, I want to hear this list. All right. So Getting I'm hit by a beer track. You, Where's that? Uh, it's on here. <laughs> yeah. In a way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys the CDC's top 10, and then I'm going to give you the one that they left off. Okay. Which is actually between numbers three and four. It's very interesting. But the number one, what do you think it is? Number one. Uh, heart disease. Bingo. Yeah, heart disease. 633,000 and change in All 2016 right. died of heart disease. Now, these are numbers g- gathered by uh, CDC. CDC in the U.S. In the U.S. In the US only. only. Yes, okay. only right. in the U.S. Um, number two, what do you think, John? Heart disease followed by? Probably have to do something like diabetes or... Close. Well, no, not close, but on the list. Cancer. Oh, okay. Cancer is uh-huh. moving up, 595,000. Yeah. I just read that, that most cancers went down since, I think, 2004, except liver cancer. There was this 43% spike. And it's interesting, That's of course, you say, well, is it because yeah. people are drinking more alcohol? Or it is that, yeah. you know, the liver's ro- function in the body is to detoxify it. Cirrhosis is not solely uh, caused no. by alcohol. It's no, it is caused by food. Yeah. And, ins- and insulin it, intake. Yes, yes. Yeah. Fatty liver yeah. disease. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the, 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 um, the high intakes of sugar is going to lead to different types of cancer because apparently cancer cells really love it. Yeah, they and do. And yeah. we live in a really toxic world now. Yep. I mean, they say yeah. uh, babies born now have over 77,000 toxins and they have not even breathed. I mean, maybe that's air. good for him to come in with some, you know, defenses, but yeah. Jesus, yeah, what's going on? Number three, chronic, this is interesting, chronic lower respiratory diseases. Like emphysema, okay. yeah. probably from air pollution and smoking, yeah. but smoking numbers here have gone down. Pneumonia, probably, I think that's yeah, a big for the killer old people. of the elderly. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then COPD is yeah. huge now. So. so have we noticed a trend, though? I mean, top three on this list, don't smoke limit your drinking, mm-hmm. eat well, and you're, you kind of protect yourself from these. I mm. mean, a little bit. Um, number four on the list is accidents, unintentional accidents, 146,000. Um, followed by stroke, another preventable one, I would think. Yeah. Um, the next one kind of shocked me, Alzheimer's, 110,000. In 2016, died of Alzheimer's disease. Oh, well, well I guess it's an aging society. Yeah, so. it is. True. Yeah, we're, well, we're lasting too long. Yeah, we're we're decades past the 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 for- framers of our constitution. Yeah. That's why most of our uh, our our laws, especially our financial laws, are, are out the window. Yeah, because we're staying around way too long. Yeah. Next one, diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. Yep, diabetes, seventy nine thousand, and then um, followed by influenza. And pneumonia, still influenza pneumonia, 57,000. So I guess pneumonia actually doesn't 
factor into the chronic lower respiratory. It's yeah, I guess because it's chronic. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So they're thinking of a of a chronic condition there. But and again, those are going to be influenza, and it's going to affect the old people. It is. Yeah, mm. influenza is still on there. Um, nephritis. I have to be honest, guys. I don't know what nephritis is. Anyone know? I'll look it up for you. Look it up. Nephritis sounds like forty-nine thousand people died of nephritis. N e p h r i t i s in two thousand sixteen. Okay. And then inflammation then, of the kidneys. Okay. Ooh. That's right. That's right. I heard of somebody Interesting. who had that. Yeah. And makes sense yeah. with what we've all been talking about today. Yeah. The next one is suicide. Yeah. Forty-four thousand. So that's the list, but there's something they left out. It seems to me that should be on there is some type of uh, drug overdose. Big Pharma yeah. coming in at over 100,000 deaths. They conveniently left it off the list. That would have come in, well, I guess right above Alzheimer's, but um, they left it off. That's a... Oh, that's interesting. That's huh? very clever, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Considering it's a trillion-dollar industry, that's yeah. clever to leave it off there. Yeah, yeah, it just just happened. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this, you know, because again, I think you, you're you're steps ahead of me when it comes to to maintaining a, a personal regimen of health. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm I'm in good shape. I'm a healthy guy, but I think you guys um, study it. I, yeah. I, I don't put time into that. I, I, I I'm too busy, like John said, you know. But um, why isn't it as easy? Uh, one thing that the American public can't do is moderate. We can't, we can't do it nope. on anything whatsoever, any consumable whatsoever. So why isn't it as simple as burn as many calories, as, uh, more of the calories than you take in, keep the processed food down to a minimum. You can have a Twinkie every once in a while, but don't have nine, and exercise. Why is it not that simple? Is it not that simple? Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I looked up today, I was, I was curious, how many hours a day does the average person watch television? And in 2016, the New York Times published it, said it was five hours and four minutes. Now, that's Ooh. including four hours of live television and one hour of, stream. I guess, either streaming or they, they said DVR, yeah. sure. recorded shows. And if you ask people why they don't exercise, their number one reason is they say, I don't have enough time. Well, if the average person watching on average five hours a day, and I think that probably breaks down, and he said it's 35 hours a week. Mm. So God. it's probably, to me, it's, I'm thinking, well, it's probably four hours during the week and about 10 on the weekends. But, you know, it, the other thing about, about working out is actually shorter is better. If, you do, if you're intense about it, mm. if you're going to be really slow and uh, I'm not going to breathe hard, yeah, you can go out for a walk for, for an hour and a half, but you can accomplish a hell of a lot more in 25 minutes or 30 minutes if you really work at it because you're not going to be able to go very long if it's intense because yeah. you're just going to you know you, you you've exhausted yourself so it doesn't take uh it, you know it takes three weeks to form a habit and if you can do that for three weeks whatever it is and you don't have to exercise every single day if, particularly if you're doing like weight training you can do it three times a week four times a week um but just establish that habit in three weeks and i think that that's because again, it's, it's not just being overweight. Um, there was an article that was published about a year ago and I, uh, the title was Over Fat Adults and Children in Developed Countries, The Public Health Importance of Identifying Excess Body Fat. And the researchers uh, use the term over fat, which sounds like, oh, if somebody's over, it, they're overweight. Over fat. But, but it's different because it refers to the presence of excess body fat that can impair health even for normal weight non-obese individuals 
and they talk about um, uh, uh, with, with usually what they say is somebody's overweight is they use their body mass index is their height proportionate to their to their body weight yeah. but that doesn't take into account how much of that weight is fat and how much of it is lean body mass so that if somebody's an athlete they're going to have a high BMI they may even be clinically obese and not really be obese because they're just very muscular on the other hand somebody could be over fat they're a normal BMI yep. but have too much abdominal fat in particular abdominal fat but too much body fat which they say is the same thing as being obese they could have people of a normal weight who have a lot of the same health concerns of people who who are obese so they're going to have heart disease they have diabetes uh, metabolic diseases and what have you so according to the researchers and they looked around the world in the united states among adult males do you know what percentage are considered would be considered over fat over fat percentage males males what do you think over fat i mean so we're not talking obese over Mm. fat 60 percent i'll go with you 90.9 now (laughs) as bad as that sounds that only makes the u.s fourth number one iceland 93.6 93.6 wow and you know what i think that's dietary it's like the, it the eskimo inuit thing you know yeah. yeah new zealand was second 91.4 and greece 91.4 then the u.s and 90.9 now for females mm, god usa usa <laughs> number one <laughs> females 81.9 wow followed oh, wow. by iceland at 80.9 the uk 77.2 and australia 76.1 Wow. So again, these are, there, this, yeah. these are people that are overfat. Uh, so um, again, what, it, what they really say that the, the 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 problem is, I mean, the real serious issues are um, the, the abdominal fat. And there's yeah. two types. There's the subcutaneous fat that's just the roll around your gut. Eh, it doesn't look great. That's not the real bad one. No. It's the visceral fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one that you don't see, which is around your organs. Because remember the the toxins and the heavy metals when they get into your body, they get stored in body fat. Right. So where's that body fat? Right next to those organs. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. That's where you really don't want them to be. So it's getting rid of that visceral fat. If you want to disgust yourself and watch some TV, how we were just talking, we all need more TV, right? Yeah. If you want to disgust yourself, there is a documentary on Netflix where, and I can't remember the name, they cut into a cadaver, um, a, an oh, obese yes. cadaver. I mean, yeah. obese. And... Um, the fat is unbelievable yeah. and it's greasy like butter. I mean, mm. she, if you have a strong stomach, I have a very strong stomach for watching things like this, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you want to see it, I mean, the fat that's lining this woman's organs, um, and she died of heart yeah. disease, yeah. as the documentary says, but interesting. Now, um, according to these researchers, your waist should be less than half your height in inches. So, for example, your if you're you know, if you're uh, what five foot ten, you would be um, what, seventy inches. If uh-huh. you're a man, if you're five foot ten, thirty-five. No more than thirty-five inches. Yeah. So six feet would be thirty-six. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that seems close. Yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. And Julia, you, you're. I, I'm. Gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. Uh, your initial knee-jerk reaction to my question of why isn't it as easy as just exercise, mm-hmm. y- it burn more than you eat? Why is it? Why is it not that simple? I think we're just getting into a weird psychological place. Well, number one, I think it has a lot to do with toxicity as well. I think mm-hmm. we're just absolutely um, 
there's a book called The Rain Barrel Effect. Mm -hmm. And it's it uses the analogy of a rain barrel. When your rain barrel is full, things start to go wrong. So if you don't empty your rain barrel of all the toxicities that we encounter every day, um, you know, you start to store that away. And I think it causes inflammation. So I don't know if it's always about restricting calories and exercising more. I think some people um, struggle with other things. I think we self-medicate in this society with food. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With everything. Yeah. Becomes a, yeah, becomes a drug. Yeah. It's a drug. Yeah, two of the best books I ever read about diet uh, weren't, weren't about like they weren't proposing, you know, you, hey, this is what you should try. It wasn't an actual plan. It was was Gary Tobbs has written two books. One was Why We Were Fat. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, which is probably a little more detailed, uh, which is Good Calories, Bad Calories. And he mentions in there that there are people. I mean, there are people who have always joked, yeah, I, I look at a piece of cheesecake and I, and I gain weight. Well, they actually can't <laughs> because their body, they look at the cheesecake. Yeah. And they, they can recall the experience of having eaten the cheesecake. Sure. And the brain signals to the body, get ready for it. Here it comes. And the body will start producing insulin. Now, now conversely, if you look at uh, a stalk of celery, yeah. will that will that be the reverse? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, of course, that's not going to have any health. Uh, uh, it's not going to be detrimental to the health, right? Yeah. So some people then will I will actually show an increase in 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 their blood sugar count, even though they didn't eat anything. Well, they were just thinking of it. That is so, so interesting. So it's just strange how that happens. And then, yes, everybody's got a little different, you know, they're, they're, you got to find out what works for you and that you're willing, same thing with exercise. What's the best program? Whatever it is that you're willing to do, yeah. you know. Well, honestly, much like the as seen on TV uh, exercise equipment, uh, now Julia may have a problem with this one, but I think as with diets, as long as they're safe, as long as they're mm-hmm. not, you know, creating something extreme, it all works. You just got to do it. It and all see works. What, uh, yeah. Every stupid little thing that you see on TV, except the w- shake weight, that, that, that was just nonsense. Mm-hmm. But the, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the one the, that looks like you're masturbating. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> j- just go ahead and masturbate. I mean, <laughs> you'll lose as many calories. Yeah, there's some calories. No, but I think it all works. But again, and, and which is really strange, going back to what I said about moderation. Yeah. We can't, you know, we can't seem to uh, uh, delve into the exercise with, again, that lack of moderation. We can't, you know, we never uh, want to exercise until our heads fall off. You know, we always exercise just a little or just enough or just when we have time, you know. But uh, uh, there's an elephant in the room, I got to mention. Yeah. Because we've been using the same term over and over again. I was just going to say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. John, you went there. Yeah. You said fat. I said you fat. Said fat. I you said, fat. said it. You yes. did. It. I said fat. shame. 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 You body shame. You. <laughs> so, so you know, we're using the word fat, and and I think, uh, not being physicians or nutritionists or dietitians, we're just people trying to exist in this world. You know, uh, d- 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 you, we're still using it clinically. Yeah. Because you you're fat. You know, and and some people are over fat. Yes. You know, and some um, people are, o- are are flat out obese. Flat out obese. They've got a number for that. Yeah. And if you you know you looked at Donald Trump could could go ahead and scream at you all he wants about how how healthy he is, and no one no one at my age is healthier than me. Well, his body mass index is twenty nine point nine. Yeah, he looks thirty big. is obese. Yeah. yeah. Just oh, to yeah. let you know, so he does look big. But but you know it, it's we're you know we're referring to it, and this entire conversation has been health 
related. Yep. Fat is not healthy. Fat is, is absolutely on the other side of health. Um, but, but w- you know, what has happened to us? You know, so w- w- are, we f- are we fighting health by saying we can't use the word fat? No, it's really silly. There was a, it was a really interesting linguistic study done out of the UK where they asked, they got some general practitioners to talk to their patients and they had one group use the word fat with both, with, with any, whether they were fat or not. And they had another group using a euphemism like overweight. Yeah. You know, so, curvy. So, yeah, yeah, curvy. curvy. Yeah, that's I like one curvy. Curvy but seems nice. Yeah, There's one nice. called queen size now. Queen, oh, queen size. size. Oh, is that queen that's size? That's the new one. Wow. Oh, is that the Your new one? queen size. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, so so anyhow, the general pro- practitioner would, would just might see someone say, "Hey, you look you look fine. You know, Jamie, you look great." Now, you know, you just want to maintain where it is. You know, if you, if you gain 10, 15 pounds, and then you're going to be fat. And the other one would say, you know, Jamie, you look fine the way it is, but you know, if you gain 10 or 15 pounds, yeah, you might be overweight. So, and then the people who were fat, I say, you know, you know, you're 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 a little bit fat there. I think you should you should lose about 10 pounds and get down to a healthier weight. So then they asked the patients afterwards, which they preferred, and it was interesting. The people who were not fat mm-hmm. preferred the term overweight. They didn't want. They didn't. They thought fat was a bad word. The people who really were fat appreciated that the doctor told them that they were fat because when you start using the euphemisms, they start, they, they felt the sense of denial. Like, oh, well, he didn't say I was fat. He just said I was curvy, overweight, yeah. which means fat. you're fat. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. and it made me thinking, you know, about this is there was the comedian, uh, the actor and the comedian, Victor Bono. Back in the 60s, if, you, if you're old like me, you can remember watching Batman with Adam West <laughs> oh, and Burt yes. Young. He was yeah. King Tut. So he's one of the villains on right. there. He did other things, but he died. He, he was six foot four, 400 pounds. So that gave him a, a body mass index of 47.5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he died of a heart attack at 43 years old uh, right. in, I think, 1982 or 1983. But in 1971, he had an album that came out. It was just like a stand-up comedy routine called Heavy. In fact, I had it. I listened to it. It was really funny. So I was thinking about it, and I went and looked it up. And he had a whole routine about people who would not use the word fat around him. So this isn't something recent that we've, you know, you know we kind of think of this politically correct movement of only being in the last 10, yeah. 15 years. No, no, no. 1971. So he said... And, and it was funny is that Victor Bono, part of his humor would be he would write these little limericks or these little rhymes or whatever. And he said, I wish people would stop using euphemisms because I'm fat. I'm fat. That's all there is to that. You might think it etiquette to say that I am heavy set or just big boned. You want to bet? I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. Portly, chubby, plump, and stout. Everyone's a diplomat. Why not let it all hang out and call me fat? So please don't think you're being kind by pretending to be blind. Just take a look at my physique. There's only one word, fat. That's great. Yeah. Now I know Julia has a list of, of what are the euphemisms that apparently we can't use ever again. Queen size, is that right? Queen no, I told you I, I thought that was the best. Referring yeah. to the, the width of a mattress? I don't know. <laughs> no. Well. Are, are we... Are we Queen, as in drag queen. I mean, whatever. as in women. I mean, we're we're supposed to. Well, be we queen. know they have. They'd say plus size. Plus size. And I remember when we worked at the hotel, a woman came to the desk and she asked me for, "Is there a shop around here that that caters to plus size women?" And, and I didn't know, so I said, "Let me find out for you." And I went in the back. I asked one of our colleagues. She said, "The Dress Barn." 
I said, really? Oh, I hate the dress barn. barn? Oh when God. I think of a barn, I think of I think of cows Animals, and yeah. and farm and, and horses and yeah. you know beasts of burden. Would you really <laughs> want to call it the dress barn? Yeah. No. I Lane Bryant. I always that was, wondered. Yeah. Oh, Lane, yeah. Bryant. Lane Bryant. Oh. Yeah. In fact, I had a friend of mine, a gay guy, who he was six one, six two, and he was going to dress in drag for Halloween. Where's he going to go? Where am I going to go for clothes? Only one place. Lane, <laughs> Lane Bryant. Bryant. <laughs> So, I looked online kind of like you did. I did a little research. At the most offensive one, um, a group of fat women, and they're calling themselves fat on this website that I found. They said the most um, offensive one is husky. They don't want to be called husky. That was usually guys. That that was, and boys. Yeah. Y- little little boys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was boys. fat. You know, yeah. as a kid, and people say, well, you, you thin. I wasn't always thin. I was fat. And they, but they wouldn't call me that either. They called me, he was husky. Yeah. And they Those had are a, the size of clothes you can clothes. buy. Husky. They had a whole line of clothes. It was yeah, called husky. And now yeah. at Walmart, I noticed they had beefy. Beefy? Yeah. I actually wow. saw that in the size of pants. What size was it? They didn't have beefy. large. They had beefy. Now, see, that would. I would think that would be offensive that, to people. That, I actually would say that's offensive too. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like any of this offensive yeah. stuff. No. Yeah. 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 All um, right. So. Chubby, thick, big boned. <laughs> yes. Like I said, you go back to Victor Bone on the 70s. Stout. Big bone. Prosperous Stout. used to be one because in the old days, the oh, only yeah. people who could afford to be fat yeah, were the rich people. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thick. I like thick. And then the one that always gets me. When I'm in Marshalls for some reason, there's in the middle of the store. There's always a section: the woman's size clothing, the or the women's size clothing. What? Well, I'm a woman. Yeah. What do you that mean, girl size? Yeah. So that indicates larger. I've never seen mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. Really? Women's sizes. Wow. That so they're they've gone very very gentle with it, and they're not. Yeah. Saying the one that annoys sizes. me though is curvy because it's just flat out wrong. Right. Curvy meant. That you know was was hip to ratio. Hip, hip to waist. It was a bust hip waist ratio, and so Marilyn Monroe was curvy. Kate uh, Kate Upton is curvy. Right. Fat chicks, they're fat. They're not curvy. They're shaped like a fucking pear. That's not being curvy. Right. And Marilyn Monroe, I believe she was. Oh, good lord! I think it was thirty-eight, twenty-six. 36. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's curvy because it's a that hourglass. Yeah. It's shaped like an hourglass. Yeah. That's where that comes from. Yeah, it's and, a curve. Uh, and Jane Russell was Jane Russell was a beautiful woman. Yes. And she Jane was Mansfield even larger. was another one. Yes. Yes, those are curvy women. Yeah. Yeah. Weighed less when her head got cut off, though. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> so you know when I uh, when I lived in Japan there was a guy the uh, American guy that I that I knew there and he told me a funny story about his neighborhood where when he lived and grew up in he lived in Ohio and it was an uh, interracially mixed neighborhood so he had a guy down the street this this black guy called himself Bro Carey Bro Carey Pete and he had eight or nine kids and one of them he said was one of his daughters was was. And he was a doctor. The guy I knew had, had a medical degree. So clinically, he said she was obese. Bro Carey always just called her the fat one. And he was saying, like, well, you know, like I was saying the other day to the fat one. And he said, <laughs> my friend said, one time Carey's uh, wife came out and said, Carey, you got to go to the mall and pick up Clarice from work. Who? Clarice, your daughter. Oh, you mean the fat one? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <Wow. laughs> <laughs> now, are we hiding behind, uh, you know, yes. are the people today, we've talked about moderation mm-hmm. and not having any, and we've talked about all these, you know, uh, uh, potentialities of, of why we're in such bad uh, condition in the United States. Mm-hmm. Isn't this just another way to hide? 
Yes. You know, oh, no, no, I'm not fat. I'm, I'm, whoop, I'm woman size. Yeah, I'm woman yeah. size. Yes. Woman size. Yeah. Thick. Uh, I'm big figured. We're just hiding, you know. And now, you know, the worst euphemism of all, which is not on there. Which one? Okay. People okay. are saying it's okay now. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. Julia, it's what terrible. is your reaction? Is this, this was a post, I guess somebody posted this on one of the social media sites, which is always a mistake. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. he was a he, he was a picture of the of the man and his wife, um, uh, and the guy wrote this, and he was a, a athletic looking guy, and his wife was was like I said, she was shaped like a Bartlett pear, and she was she was fat. <laughs> Very <laughs> specific. <laughs> the Bartlett pear. Yes, the Bartlett pear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he, this is what he wrote, and and the thing was, it was some of the reaction was you're like, oh, this guy is a saint. Christ's sake, they made him out to be like Pope Francis for Christ. Yeah. I love this woman and her curvy body. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attraction to girls on the thicker side. Ones who were shorter and curvier, girls that the average basic bro might refer to as chubby or even fat. <laughs> then as I became a man and started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalizes women by portraying a very narrow and very specific standard of beauty, thin, tall, lean, I realize how many men have bought into that lie. For me, there is nothing sexier than this woman right here. Thick thighs, big booty, cute little side roll, etc. Her shape and size won't be the one featured on the cover of Cosmopolitan, but it's the one featured in my life and in my heart. There's nothing sexier to me than a woman who is both curvy and confident. This gorgeous girl I married fills out every inch of her jeans and is still the most beautiful one in the room. Guys, rethink what society has told you that you should desire. A real woman is not a porn star or a bikini mannequin or a movie character. She's real. She has beautiful stretch marks on her hips and cute little dimples on her booty. Girls, don't ever fool yourself by thinking you have to fit a certain mold to be loved and appreciated. There is a guy out there who is going to celebrate you for exactly who you are. Someone who will love you like I love my Sarah. Now, see, now mm. that started off sweet. Yes. And then at the end, it was pandering. Yeah, yeah. And the other yeah, thing that was. bothered Absolutely. me when I read this, because what bothered me most was people, I said, read the goddamn, what the guy wrote. Now, it's written in very basic English. It's full, sure, it's full of bromides and, and cliches and what mm -hmm. have you. But what he said is, I've always liked fat chicks. I got teased because, you know, so I, well, as I got older, <laughs> I tried to, I investigated this to see if maybe I could rationalize why I like fat chicks. So I'm a, guess what? I got I was, as I got older, I married a fat chick. Yeah. So if you replace this by saying, "Oh, when I was younger and I always looked," now had he said, "I always, you know, was I was hot for the cheerleaders, and the girls on the swim team, whatever," and then as I got older, I met this woman who did not meet that expectation at all. She was she was fat. She's you know, uh, she, her her legs are bigger than mine. She could bench press more than me, um, whatever. But she was so nice, and we got along so great. I married her. Then you could say, great, great. Yeah. But no, yeah. all this guy did was he, he, he starts trying to then persuade other guys right. about his, he's, like he said, he's always like, and I've known guys who like fat chicks. They're not wrong with that. There's you nothing like fat wrong chicks, with you it. You married the fat chick, great. Well, more to the point today, there's nothing wrong with, with the opposite. And there's nothing you wrong know, with the and, opposite. And I don't feel uh, uh, affected. My disposition uh, is not affected by the marketing of today. Right. You know, I, I don't like, you know, uh, women of a certain weight, over, uh, especially over fat, you know, because, um, number one, it looks unhealthy. 
it, it, does. it, it, it doesn't, it, it, you know, th we're not talking about the social nature of it. It's unhealthy. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, there are those who, who will make fun of, you know, anything. You know, they'll, they'll make fun of the handicapped, they'll make fun of the overweight. And those people, you know, yes, th they need to be uh, dealt with in some way. But because I like healthy women, because I want th the people around me to be healthy and svelte and athletic, uh, doesn't make me bad. And somehow this has happened. I don't know how it happened, but it's happened. You know, if, and if you say the word fat, and I hope to God that our that our that our medical society, our physicians, uh, don't uh, pander as well, mm -hmm. because they need to tell people that you're fat. Yeah. You're yeah. dying. Yeah, and as long they as you know, I mean. There is, you know, Mother Nature is prejudiced. Mother Nature doesn't like fat people. That's why they have all these diseases. Why Victor Bono died at 43. Yeah. And he might have lived longer had, you know, he been able to lose weight. Um, you know, I mean, he died of a heart attack. So, uh, And Jamie, you're a professional photographer by trade. Do you yeah. actually really believe that someday the standard of beauty, that you're going to be taking pictures on a catwalk of fat women? No, they're there. I mean, the the, the, the there's plus size uh, uh, fashion shows yep. and and things of that nature. It's a big industry. It's a huge industry, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, much much like the fashion industry itself, it's inherently fad based. Yeah. Uh, and I think the plus size situation uh, and and fashion design, you know, it, it will kowtow to whatever you know is making the money. Uh, but no, I don't think so. I, I and um, I think that I think um, uh, case in point, the Sports Illustrated, you know, putting out three different uh, swimsuit issues. I think that's going to stop because mm -hmm, that's yeah. not going to be cost effective for them. Uh, but no, I, I, I think it's going to. I, I, I think we're hopefully we will course correct. Uh, uh, but I, you know, I, you mentioned it of uh, being a photographer. I, I live in a very shallow industry. Right. You know, now shallow, I'll, I'll accept. I'll sure. take the I'll take the badge of shallow, and and I will place the badge on other people, and the industries that are shallow, but but we don't need to be chastised because that's that's the what what we deal with because right. when people really look inside of them, you know what do you want to see on those magazines? What do you want to see? Not it's okay. You know, not not it's great and and you know we we have such respect and she's so brave. Okay, strip that away. What do you want to see? Right. You know, you take 10 people, five men, five women, and you say, wh wh show them the magazines. What do you want to see? And if you can get them to be honest, they want to see what they want to be. Right. They want to see what, what they can aspire to. Yeah. Not, not they, they don't want to see what's okay today. You know, and if people start to realize that, you know, I think we'll course correct into something pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, well, mm. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. But so, so, so what else you got? I mean, uh, you know, so so uh, so I'm wrong. It's not as easy as is eat eat well, exercise. So you don't think so? No, I don't think so. And I, I mean, I, but I think you you made a point. I think the best thing, and again, no one on the in this studio is a doctor. We don't play no. them on podcasts. No. But, but we, we live a life. But we try and do our yeah. best, and I think that's the name of the game. I think. Um, um, one of the best suggestions I've heard for people who don't work out. So if you're listening to this and you don't work out, try getting your 10,000 steps a day. That seems to be, 
and I mean, so I have a pedometer, and um, the other night I worked from 7.30 a.m. until almost 9 o'clock, and I realized that I had only gotten up twice to go to the restroom in all of those hours. Did you get more than a minute and a half? Like they give, apparently Amazon gives their employees, they get a minute and a half bathroom break. It was okay. pretty much like that, self-imposed. I'm a workaholic, but um, I had, at the end of the day, I had taken less than 2,000 steps. Mm. That's really bad. So 10,000 steps is actually equivalent to 90 minutes of walking, 90 minutes. Yeah. So if you could, you know, strive to just get out there and walk, I feel like yeah, that's th There's also good. something just about sitting. Uh, I was reading a, a study um, that that they said, and it was it was it was sobering and, and and depressing. Yeah. That you can have a really good exercise program. You know, you could you could run, you could do do vigorous exercise, and you can throw it all out the door if you sit on your ass eight hours a day. Yeah. Stand I know, up. That scares it, it, me. It's just sitting down is the act of sitting down. Mm -hmm. and, and I noticed in Asia, having spent you know so much time there, uh, some of the things that, that people did that were that were that are different in their lifestyle. For one thing is is they squat a lot. They're sitting around talking. They don't sit down, you know, high school kids or whatever like that. They squat. Mm. And there's different types of squats. There's, I mean, there's, 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 the, there's a talker squat, and then there's also the low class, what they call the shitter squat. Because the Japanese toilets, you know, originally, they, they're not, they don't, you don't sit down on it. Right. It's, just a, it's just a hole in the ground. I mean, it might flush, but it's, it's no seat. You have, right. to, you have to squat over it. So imagine, you know, in, in an old, been in old Japanese houses, and I wondered, they've got the grandmother living here. She's got a squat over that thing. Now, she's in her 80s, and she's doing a body mm -hmm. squat, basically. Yeah. So, so there's that squatting. Um, and the fact that they walk a lot of places just yeah. to get anywhere, train Absolutely. station. I mean, they don't they don't that's, drive. So. That's that's why European bicycles. That's why Europeans are, are hands above our house sure. level, yeah. and they 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 eat bread, cheese, and and drink wine. Yeah, that's it, yes. yeah they yeah. don't eat a lot of it. I mean, that's the other thing is the is the portion Portions. size. Now, what do you guys think of like treadmill desks, and the uh, and the standing half the day, you know, where the, the they have the reticulating. Uh, uh, desk styles where you can stand up then yeah, have and you known anybody? I have one. Yeah. Do you? This I do. One? Do you yeah. really? I have one. It's the tread desk or the stand up one? Stand up. Stand up one. I've considered getting a treadmill to put underneath it. They make ones that specifically for use um, in a business where it's you know very thin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the idea is you know you're not going to walk at a 4.0. You're going to walk at like a 1.5, very slow. Just and they actually say that walking is better than just standing, mm. especially if you lock out your knees. So. Um, when I first got the desk, I was better at standing. About 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I would have to sit. I was tired. But now I, I sit. It's terrible. What I find that I do when I have meetings, because, of course, I, I, I'm a virtual employee, right? I work from my house. Right. When I have a meeting, I always make it a point to stand for the whole meeting. And if I use my AirPods, because I can listen then, uh, and I don't have to be right at the computer or at the phone, I pace. And yeah, I walk through good. the house. Back and forth, back and forth. So, um, you know, that's, I, I haven't checked to see how far I walk in a day or in that one hour. Um, but I know that when I was in Los Angeles recently waiting and I had a long flight, I had a long delay for a flight. Uh, I walked five miles through the LA terminals or just walking in circles yeah. Yeah. because I know I'm going to be sitting on the plane a long time. So, um, you know, and that's the other thing is when people get off the plane, I, I mean, it's kind of kind of funny. First thing they do, they, they, when I do, when I get off the plane, I've been sitting there for a long time, sometimes for five, six, 14 yeah. hours. I don't want to take the escalator or, or the, the moving stairs. walking. I'm going to take the stairs just to get my legs moving. 
because yeah. you know I've been uh, been cramped up in that yeah. plane. That's what I really hate about flying. It's just that I'm just I can't move around like I like I'd like to. Yeah. So is it hard to be in shape? Is is it, all of this we've discussed? Is it hard? I don't know. I guess it depends what your definition of in shape is. Well, well, I healthy, feel like healthy. I'm not I guess healthy. that's easy. Is it is it hard to be healthy? Is you know because we talked about vegan, we talked about you know the keto diets and all those types of things, and and we deal with them every single day. You know, is it hard as a woman? I think that it's initially hard for anyone who's never done it before. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you 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 know this stupid New Year resolution thing, don't do that. Just no. Just um, today. Think today is the first today. Yeah. You know, today. What can you do that's just slightly healthier? It's not about. It's like like you said about working out. I I used to do, and Jamie, you know, because you went with me. Mm-hmm. We used to do very long workouts, seven mile runs. Yeah. I don't do that. I am forty five minutes to an hour. I am intense, like you said. I'm doing squats, and you know. That yeah, because one time I went to the sports club because I work out at home now. Yeah, uh, I do it for a couple of reasons, but mainly because I don't want the the sports club to become a social club. Yeah, and there was a guy I remember, a young guy in his twenties. He was talking to his buddy. He goes, "Yeah, I was here. I worked out three hours last night." And I thought, "No, you didn't. If no. you worked out for three hours, you wouldn't be here today. You'd be exhausted." Yeah, you worked out for thirty or forty minutes, and then you sat and talked. Uh, you know, you did a set of something, and yeah. then you went and talked to somebody for four or five minutes. You did another set. That's why and I don't go either. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, I don't go. Go in there, get it over with. Uh, it, it, it doesn't have to be you know, like get it over with, like it's something painful you don't want to do. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think um, for for anyone listening, what I try and consider is do your best. Just do your best. Yeah. What can you do today that's slightly better than yesterday? Yeah, if you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. If you want to stand yeah. up, stand up. If you, you want to take s- a walk around do, your block, yeah. do that. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. And and for diet, there are two things that I found really helpful that I continue to do is I keep a food journal. Oh. I write down not just what I eat, like apple. No, I weigh it. I have a, also a scale, and the scale is programmable so that you can you could type in you punch in the number. They got a book, for mm-hmm. example, an apple. You know, I. Put, put the apple on there and it tells you how many calories there is and how many grams of sugar and, and carbs and if there's any protein, fat, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I do that and, and, and then you find that you, you know, there's certain foods I eat every day or close to it. I already know what those numbers are. So you be, it becomes a habit then. And then I can check if, if I see someone, gee, I really feel like shit. Yeah. Well, what have I been doing that was different these last two weeks than I did a month ago? Or six months or when did I feel my best and go back and look to see what I was doing yeah. you know so that becomes that's, part that's of it just so I gotta idea. write it down so hmm. well uh, I, I've learned some things I, I learned keto yeah, yeah so <laughs> now I know that I don't want to do that don't uh, do it but uh, we hope that uh, everyone listening uh, uh, to us uh, got some information you know this is a real world real time we're trying to um, you know uh, convey what we go through and all of these issues health and entertainment and uh what's what's relevant what's not uh but um like julia said just get out and do something just do something that makes you feel great yeah uh and uh you'll turn it around john and john i think you said the best thing is, is this is your first day yeah. this is day one uh so make that your, your first day but get out there do something be healthy uh, and uh, come back with us. This is the uh, Invisible Maybe. We hope we changed some of your minds and uh, made you realize that uh, there's something, uh, something different out there. Uh, but be healthy, be peaceful, and we will see you next week. <laughs>